Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the William Hill-sponsored Sunsport Football Podcast. I'm Derek McGregor. Today we have a rare treat. We're joined by our chief football writer, Robert Grieve. Robert, what kind of weekend you had? Fantastic, Derek. Absolutely fantastic weekend. Watching lots of football. A beer or two as well on Saturday night, which is always good, Derek. Excellent. I know you don't overdo it from a sports no, science no, point I, of view, Robert. I, I felt fantastic yesterday. Not. But there you go. <laughs> Not a good weekend, Derek. Lots of good football, which was uh, the main thing. I think our referees, Robert, are coming ever more sharper into focus again, and unfortunately for the wrong reasons. You were at Rangers Hamilton on Saturday. John Beaton... Two massively contentious decisions. Let me first of all ask your opinion on the West Fodderingham incident at 0-0. Handball outside the box? Yeah, I mean, that, for that instance, an incident like that, Derek, it's pretty much blank white. He's either touched the ball with his hands outside the box or he hasn't. And I think the TV pictures uh, are pretty conclusive that he did touch the ball. I know West Fodderingham spoke to Graham Murthy after the game, who said that, that he didn't touch it but I think the pictures are pretty conclusive he came out and grabbed the ball and by the letter of the law by all accounts it should have been a red card at that stage of the game Derek it could have been a big decision or it certainly was a big decision not to take any action I spoke to one or two Rangers fans who I know as well over the weekend and even they were quite surprised that they got away with that one to be fair with that one though Derek with John Beaton who obviously is a referee I think his linesman has to help him out there in that situation. He is. Do you think it has to be dependent on the linesman and that? Yeah, one? I think he's probably got a better view of it. When you look at the footage back, he's in line with it, and I think he has got to help him now. Presumably, John Beaton spoke to him and asked him for his advice through their, their communication setup, and presumably told him he either didn't see it or or he didn't think it was a, a handball. But it's a mistake. I think if you're a Hamilton Aki's fan or player or manager. As Martin Canning spoke after the game, you're going to be disappointed with that decision because at that time of the game, Hamilton were, were very much in it. Now, I've got a lot of sympathy often for officials, Robert. I'm sure you'll be the same. That It's easy for us to watch rerun after rerun on TV and make a decision on it, but watching it live, did it yeah, still seem an yeah. obvious one to you? I mean, the angle we were at in the press box, you know where we sit, working at the other end of the pitch almost halfway into the other half, if, if you know what I mean. So you can imagine the angle, fans can imagine that angle, but you're right, at the time, you thought, he's out of the box, he, he's touched out of the box. And as I say, there was almost like a, a huge intake of breath with the Rangers fans, I kind of think, oh, here we go, what happens here? And as I say, by the letter of law, you're kind of, you're kind of wondering what, what should be the decision, but by all accounts, in, in those circumstances, it's a red card, so I think West Fodrum had a lucky escape. The January goalkeeping signing, Jack Annick, would have been gutted he stayed on the pitch? Well, he might have been sitting there thinking he was going to get his debut, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but listen, these things happen. Is it bad refereeing? You could argue it is, obviously, but I think these things happen. I think, we slow, as you rightly say, Derek, we slow it down and we look at it, even at the time you're thinking it's a red card, but you're, you're thinking it's a red card, you, yeah. or you're thinking it's a handball, you don't know for certain. So I think with, with those kind of ones, it's it's very difficult for the, left, the right linesman and the referee. They should get it right, of course they should, but I think we're going to discuss another incident in that match, which for me was more black and white in terms of what should have happened, but 
yeah, it, it didn't cover John Beaton or, or his team of officials in any great light with that one. Just before we get to the Joe Garner one, the Fodderingham one was at nil-nil. I mean, is it too easy to say that could have dramatically changed the game? No. Could you see Hamilton winning it? Or oh, anyway, we'll never know. I mean, it's. Uh, or even a replay. You, you don't need to be even at the game to know it's going to change the mm. game. You know, you don't have to. You don't have to ask me that. You'll know yourself. If nothing each if Hamilton got an extra man, the game changes dramatically. Of course it does. There's absolutely no shadow of a doubt about that. Would Rangers have scored six goals? Probably not. But Rangers played well on Saturday. But yeah, there's absolutely no doubt it was a big moment in the game. Garner, the score is two 0 I mean, shuddering challenge to say the least on Dougie Emery. You're taking that one. Stays in the pitch. Yeah, for me it's a red card. It's a red card all day long. I mean, I'm talking to the Rangers fans and how they reacted, or some of them behind me reacted to the, the kind of the, the Fodderingham incident. When Joe Garner takes his swipe at Dougie Emery, there is a huge intake of breath <laughs> with the Rangers fans in the main stand behind me because it was like, whoa, you know, what, what has he done? Uh. It's a red card for me all day long. I know that the word reckless gets used, and reckless technically is a is a, is a yellow card offence. But for me, Joe Garner has no control over what he's doing. He goes in there probably to clean the ball out and clean the man out at the same time, which which I don't have a problem with. But, I mean, he's so late, it's untrue. And for me, he was a very, very lucky boy. I mean, we spoke to Dougie Emery after the game and he was he was incensed by it. He spoke about how it was a, a UFC challenge. I don't watch much cage fighting, Derek. I know you're hugely into it. But, no, I, I don't know about that. But, yeah, for me, it's a red card. I mean, Joe Garner's already missed the old firm game. It came next week anyway, so... It wouldn't have impacted on that, but I just couldn't really understand what John Beaton saw with it, what his linesman saw, his assistant saw with it, because, as I say, everyone watching that thought, wow, that's a, that's a heavy, heavy challenge, and for me, I don't think there was any doubt about it, it should have been a red card. I mean, I think the biggest thing that frustrates managers, players, coaches, ourselves, fans, inconsistency, uh, Robert, I was at Hibs Air United on Saturday, the boy Scott McKenna, just about halves John McGinn, it's a straight red, I also saw the Garner incident at Easter Road, had a chance to see it on TV. I couldn't see the difference, and yet one ref sees it one way and the other sees it another. Yeah, you're right. You know? It's inconsistency, I think, inconsistency which is which will frustrate players. I know it will frustrate supporters. I mean, we've seen countless red cards this season. Scott McDonald against Rangers. He wins the ball but clears through. Kenny Miller, red card. There was others in that game which weren't red cards. Rob Kiernan, if memory serves mm. me right. Could have been. There was a red card again for Scott McDonald, I think, later that, the following week. Yep. There's been a number of incidents, and, and it's a consistency. There doesn't seem to be any joined up thinking with, with these incidents where referees can say, well, that's why it was, because as you say, you can pick up two or three different incidents and say challenges are ignored. There is no punishment. And I think, again, we'll maybe touch on it in a minute. There was one in the Celtic game yesterday, which I think comes into that category. It's the fact that the referees seem to just do it on an individual basis. Kind of instant basis, they don't. There doesn't seem to be any joined up thinking with it. I mean, it was Nick Walsh, the referee, Easter Road on Saturday. Robert, no hesitation, straightforward. You refer to the Celtic game yesterday, and I know that's an incident as well that astounds you. I mean, the referee yeah. Stephen McLean, a buoy. Yeah, I, 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 I wasn't at the game. I watched it on television. He's challenged John Stelis Dimitri. Uncompromising. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a polite way of putting it. There. He, he wins the ball initially, but it's his follow through. I think it's a heavy, heavy challenge. And I think if he is sent off for that challenge, I don't think he can have any complaints. Now, the referee didn't take any action, really. I don't even know if he awarded a free kick. Could be wrong on that one. But for me, that was a heavy challenge. And that's the kind of challenge that you don't want to see in the game. He'll 
claim and Celtic fans may even claim that he won the ball initially but it's just follow through and I think it was quite similar to the Kieran Tierney challenge on him again and a challenge we don't want to see there was a lot of talk about but I think I mean you'll, you'll struggle to see a rerun of the one yesterday anywhere on, on Sky when they discussed it it was very much oh he won the ball these things happen the Samaritan full back you're going to get hurt type thing there was no real kind of inquest in it. and I don't want to see the Celtic player get any trouble but for me it was a heavy heavy challenge and I think he was lucky You're listening to the William Hill sponsored Sunsport Football Podcast I'm Derek McGregor I'm joined by Sunsport's Chief Football Writer Robert Grieve We're discussing referees Robert, of all the games you've seen this season some people feel the standard of a referee is going downhill again What's your overall impression of the referees you've seen this I, season? I've got a lot of sympathy Derek and I've said this before about Scotland's referees but even referees in general I think their job is almost impossible these days with the amount of reruns and, and footage and, and coverage there are in games it's a job I wouldn't do for all the money in the world don't think they can win but at the same time like we are discussing a minute or two ago it's the consistency of it it's the it's the fact that they don't seem to all work with the same rule book you know there's, there's red cards and yellow cards which some referees deem and there's red cards and yellow cards which others don't so I think that's the issue but I'm not going to sit here and slaughter Scotland's referees I think they do their best I think we have some good referees but I think there, there has to be an acceptance that with all the coverage, and we, we do it as much as any other paper, and rightly so, they're, they're under, the, under the microscope. They're, they're scrutinised with every single decision. Here we're, we're, we're talking about decisions and incidents over the weekend, which people at the time were kind of glossing over the, the Abue one in the Celtic game. Here we are discussing it. You know, a referee can't almost win in those circumstances so I'm not going to sit here and slaughter them as I say I wouldn't do it for all the money in the world The Scottish Cup draw Robert has thrown up semi-finals of Celtic Rangers Aberdeen Hibs now Martin Wackhorn quite a talking point has, has you know has come out after Rangers stumping win over Hamilton and made it clear he sees Rangers as the only team that can stop Celtic from winning the treble now in fairness they've got the, the first go at it do you agree with them? I think Celtic will win the treble so if you look at it that way it's almost like he's implying if Celtic beat Rangers, then whoever they play in the final is, is not going to stop. I, them. I wouldn't necessarily agree. No, well, they, they, I don't agree with that. Then, if, if you want to put it that way, I don't agree with it. I think if Aberdeen or Hibs were to play Celtic in the final, I think they could give them a game. I don't think there's any doubt about that. We saw on Sunday, St Mirren giving Celtic a game. Thinking any one given day, anyone can beat anyone. So I don't necessarily go along with it, what Martin Wycorn is saying. However, what I will say. Martin Wycorn is well within his rights to say that mm. and if you're a Rangers fan or a Rangers player then you should be thinking mm. that you can that you can stop Celtic if you don't think that you shouldn't be there I think we all agree that, that Celtic are, are far and away the best team in the country right now I don't think there's any doubt about that whatsoever but if you're a Rangers player Derek then you should be thinking that you're going to be capable of stopping them you could argue that the points differential in the league isn't what it should be from Rangers point of view I mean in terms of the gaps incredibly big and if you're a Rangers player you should be embarrassed by that gap yep. they're not even second in the table so if you look at it from that point of view they're not even the second best team in the country right now because they're sitting third in the league but as I say I think if you're a Rangers player you should be thinking that you can give Celtic a game in any given day so I, I wouldn't really uh, have any real problem with what Martin Wycorn said at all You've made it clear right at the start of our conversation on this particular subject Robert that you see Celtic winning the treble however are Rangers capable and clearly by that stage they're going to have a new coach in place. Can Rangers do it in a one-off game? Are they capable? As convinced as you are that Celtic will win and ultimately get the treble? It's I, a big I, question, I know. I don't think there's any doubt that Celtic are a better team than Rangers right now. So they should, if you're asking me who will win on Sunday, it's going to be Celtic. I think Celtic could win the game comfortably. But 
I hate to use the cliche that a derby game anything can happen, but I mean, if Rangers would, it wouldn't be the biggest surprise in the world if Rangers mm. would get a draw or, or even get a win if they could. But if you're asking me right now, I think Celtic will win the game comfortably. I think it'll be a very, very difficult game for Rangers. I know they've got a couple of decent results in the last two games. I was at the game in the weekend there against Hamilton, and, and we've spoken about that, about the kind of things that went their way. But they played reasonably well. But if you're asking me right now, I think. I think Celtic will be extremely confident into this derby game, this old firm game, regardless of who's in charge, whether it's Graham Murty, whether it's Pedro Cucina, whether it's anyone else. Players that Celtic have, for me, are night and day better than the Rangers players. The Hibs Aberdeen semi final clearly is going to get largely overshadowed, but it's a cracking semi final as well, Robert. And that, you know, as I say, I was at Hibs on Saturday, John McGinn, a player you know very well, terrific goal, terrific young player. We then look at Aberdeen, Graham Shinney, again, terrific goal and another terrific player. I'm just curious your thoughts on the two of them and, and also from a Scotland context, Robert. Yeah, I've spoken about John McGinn before. I've watched John McGinn since he was a, a youngster breaking into the St Mirren team. had high hopes from then and I'm delighted that he's, he's fulfilling that potential because it's not easy for a young player to emerge and, and then actually live up to the billing. I think he's got another move in him with, with no disrespect to Hibs and I think Scotland caps are inevitable for him, mm-hmm. for me. Inevitable. I think he's... He's a player who will play many times for Scotland. I think once he gets in there, he's already had a taste of it and not looked out of place. So yeah, John McGinn, Graham Shinney as well, Aberdeen doing extremely well. I think he's maybe not thought about in the same way as John McGinn. I think he's, I mean, he hasn't been in squads as often. I think he's maybe been in one or two squads as a fringe player. So I think he has probably got more to do despite the fact that he's playing for the second best team in the country right now in a higher division than, than John McGinn but yeah I mean it's great to see these guys coming through I mean the one thing about the Scotland squad Derek as you know is we're fairly well blessed in the midfield department mm. so we wish we were centre half yeah, maybe if Graham Shinnick can play centre half he'd get 150 <laughs> caps um, but clearly that's not the case but these guys should have a chance of being involved in the Canada friendly in a couple of weeks and if they can do well on that then who knows they, they could push for a place against Slovenia and then the England game coming in June so yeah John McGinn especially for me I think he has got a big squad in the future Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds and they're ready to ship to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The Celtic manager, Brendan Rodgers, has given St Mirren a massive compliment. Well, he knows a good football team, Derek. Well, you know, and I, and I know you're speaking objectively with that one, Robert. You know, claiming that they're the best opposition, domestic opposition they've faced this season. Great compliment. Well, I was just disappointed. Or, or was it? Was well, it a noise? I was just disappointed he didn't mention European competition as well. Forget your Barcelona's. <laughs> and, I mean, Samarin have got to be right up there. Yeah, listen. Is, was it a tribute to St. Mirren or was it a noise up for Aberdeen and Rangers? I think it's easy to look at it as a noise up 
for, for specifically Rangers, given there's a, an old firm game coming in a few days' time. But I think genuinely, knowing Brendan Rodgers from the way he speaks to us on a, on a weekly basis, I think he would have meant that genuinely, sure. sincerely. I don't think he would have meant it as a huge noise up. Of course, as I say, we're playing there's a, an old firm game coming in a, in a few days, so that was maybe at the back of his mind that he's, he's thrown that little grenade in there that there you go, that the best team we've faced isn't Rangers and it's, it's a team struggling at the bottom end of the Championship. But yeah, I think if you're a Simon player, if you're, if you're Jack Ross, you'll be delighted with that. They've got some huge games coming up, one on Wednesday against Wraith Rovers at Starks Park. So if you're sitting in that dressing room, I don't think there's any doubt you'll take a boost from that. Simon ended up in, in a, with a defeat that you'd probably expected, expected most of us, if not everyone would have expected that defeat. But I tell you what, from what I could see and only watched the game on the television... Terrific. They gave them a game and had Samirin scored to go 2 nothing up when the ball crashes off the crossbar from Moussa Dembele's kind of deflection, his swipe at the ball. If Samirin go 2 nothing up, we will never know. But for me, there could be a major shock in the camp. I mean, it's, it's all too easy for, for praise for Samirin to be misconstrued as kind of being patronising. Yeah. But they were terrific and the tactics were spot on. I thought it was fascinating how they were always happy to let Dedrick Boyata have the ball. Yeah. And subsequent analysis proves it's a smart move because more often than not, he's giving the ball away. You know, that shows you Jack Ross is a good thinker of the game. Yeah, and he made the point after the game that Samirin had a, a very important league game last midweek against Hibs. So they, they, they were concentrating fully on that game. They got a great, fantastic 2-0 win in that game. They were concentrating on that up until Wednesday, so the, the, the Cup game was almost an afterthought. Mm. But as you say, he's got enough about him, Jack, to, to prepare for that in a way that he didn't just go there and say, we're just going to shut up, shut up, we're just going to try and defend as much as we can and maybe nick a goal. They had a game plan. They had a thought-out game plan. And I wonder, I think, I mean, they, they touched on this in Fairness TV guys yesterday about how you wonder if other managers now will look at that and yeah. think, is that maybe a way that we can identify a weakness in the Celtic side and maybe try and exploit it with, with better players but yeah it was fantastic for Samirin obviously the result isn't but if you're a Simon fan you were at that game you've at least seen your team go there and get, give them a game and I think that's all we can really ask for Derek. the priority for Simon in this, this season and right now is to stay in the Championship but they're going to take a huge boost I think from that despite the fact that it ends up in a 4-1 defeat I mean me and you Robert were at Parkhead when Jack Ross took his Alloa team to play Celtic in the League Cup and Celtic struggled that night as well took him a long time to make the breakthrough what I particularly liked about Jack Ross's post-match interview yesterday was he was asked straight away how do you feel and he says we're gutted yeah. you know and the boys are gutted we came here to try and get to the semi-finals I love that Robert well, Dad, if, you, that if, you, if you're in that Simone bench on Saturday and you get to when, when did Celtic equalise 60 minutes yep. 59 minutes or something if you're after an hour and you're sitting there 1-0 ahead yep. you're, you're starting to believe that this could be one of the biggest shocks of the season of, of many a season so you're get, you've got to that stage where you're thinking you know what we're one nothing up here Celtic haven't really turned up you know, you, you've got to that point, so that's there's no doubt there's disappointment there, albeit it ends up 4-1, it ends up fairly comfortable for Celtic in the end, but I think you've got to take a lot of credit from the way they played, and as I say, Jack Ross isn't going to be sitting there delighted with a 4-1 defeat, No, he's going to be disappointed, especially given the start they made to the game. I mean, he's had a horrific start at St Mirren, you know, St Mirren manager with the stats, but it looks now that he's finally making his mark. I think they hit their confidence was high going into the Celtic game. The big thing now is, is Wednesday night, Robert. Wraith Rovers away. I mean, is, is it one thing to play as well as he did against Celtic? Can they now reproduce that at Starts Park? Yeah, well, Wednesday night. As I touched on it a minute or two ago, Derek. The, the, That's the, more important, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But they played well against Hibs last week. And again, talking about Brendan Rodgers, credit to Superman after the game on Sunday. Neil Lennon 
was full of praise for St Mirren Fair point. after they beat Hibs Good point. so it wasn't as if St Mirren, St Mirren at the minute in the league I think the previous week they played Air United in a pressure game and they didn't scrape a win they, they won because they deserved to win against Hibs last midweek again they didn't scrape a 1-0 nicking a goal they won because they deserved to win yep. they, they, they won by playing good football and they won by being the better team I think if they're a St Mirren fan right now that's key they're not just winning games but just sheer determination and, and just nicking a goal they're actually playing well and they're actually deserving to win so I think getting into this Rafe Rovers game I think they'll be full of confidence and I think Rafe, if I'm a Rafe Rovers fan I'm worried. worried because I think they are the team on the slide at the minute and, and if you're asking me who could end up getting relegated right now Derek I would go for Rafe Rovers well St Mirren you know, aside from the scoreline yesterday, you know, St Mirren shouldn't be downhearted by yesterday, but you know, you look at St Mirren are bottom of the table, they're five off of air in the playoff zone with a game in hand, and they're six off Wraith with a game in hand. I mean a victory on Wednesday. Yeah, huge. You know I mean, I'll be honest with you, Derek, and you'll back me up on this. I've been pretty confident all along throughout the season that I, th- I thought St Mirren would stay we'll up. Get their act together. I thought there was enough quality there and especially with with the changes that Jack made in the in the January transfer window he was brave he looked at that squad he had after the first half and realised it wasn't going to be good enough to keep them up and he's made big bold changes he brought in a lot of players in January it's virtually a different squad now from the one that started the season so I think he recognised that there had to be change that he recognised that there had to be that something had to give and bear in mind he lost some of his key players in January as well players who were moved on crucially Stevie Marlon I think stayed or he, he obviously did stay but Crucially, I think that's a that was a key moment for someone because he is someone on on his on his game is as good as anyone in that division, and I think the signing of Stephen McGinn also has been massive for them. So yeah, right now it's looking optimistic for St Mirren. There's some positive vibes coming from the club now, but I tell you what, they do still have a lot to to do. I don't think that should be forgotten about. And Jack Ross said after the game yesterday, if St Mirren are to stay in this division, it will be arguably a bigger achievement. Than it would have been, been, it would have been beating Celtic at the weekend. So that tells you all you need to know about where they are and what needs to be done. You're listening to the William Hill sponsored Sun Sport Football Podcast. I'm Derek McGregor. I'm joined by our chief football writer Robert Grieve. Robert Motherwell, great win at Kilmarnock at the weekend, and obviously for Stephen Robinson, the caretaker, mass potentially massive result for them. How do you see the manager's job going there? Do you think that has put Robinson in the box seat for this job now, or is there more to it than that? I would be surprised if he got the job Derek if I'm being honest uh, I think he's clearly got something as a coach by all accounts people I speak to rave about him as a coach he's meant, he's meant to be superb behind the scenes from that point of view he clearly knows the game I would be surprised I know he has been a manager before he's, he's got a kind of you know yourself he's got a kind of a, a kind of odd career CV hasn't he between being a, a number two and being a manager himself and, and back to being a number two and he he worked at Motherwell before, but not with Mark McGee, and then he came back in, and, and here he is. Here he is his manager. It's quite kind of perplexing when you look at it. But I tell you what, what a huge result for them. Mm. I know Kilmarnock looking at that game at the weekend. Had they got three points, I mean they would, they would almost be safe. They would almost be out of the relegation issue had they won that game. But they didn't. They missed an opportunity. And I mean you look at the table, Inverness and twenty-two points rooted to the bottom, and there's there's so tight, another fourteen, another so five tight. teams within six points. You know, so yeah, it's going, I think that's going to go to the wire. But Robinson, he's got to be, he's got to be looked at as a contender for the job if he wants the job, and maybe that's something he needs to to make clear if he hasn't done so already. If you're asking me personally, I think Motherwell might be looking for an appointment to, with, with Robinson to work 
with with the next appointment. But hey, you could be wrong. He, he might be as good as anyone. Two players featured prominent, particularly prominently in that game, who you happen to know very well, Robert. <laughs> Let me start with the goalkeeper. Motherwell goalkeeper Craig Sampson now you know for the fierce debate over the last week with their colleague Kenny McDonald who was particularly scathing of Craig Sampson last weekend I think it was a two he gave him ouch but you know whatever the merits of Craig's performance against Dundee last weekend how much credit do you give Craig for the way he responded at the weekend there? Yeah well I think well I know that Kenny McDonald was extremely critical of Craig and, and that's Kenny's right fair play to him I've been critical of players in the past myself as we all have been so I don't have any issue with that but I think Craig was 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 irked by the suggestion that he couldn't come back from a poor performance I he think. was wounded wasn't he? yeah well I think, I think badly wounded he, he saw it as questions over his professionalism that he couldn't come back that that was something that, which Kenny wrote that is that below the belt for a player when it gets to that level? I don't know if it's I, below I, I the belt I think each player may look at it differently a lot of players will not think care less about what you or I write about them some players will See, see it as their, their, their professionalism questioned each to their own I, I, don't, I don't have a major problem with that but I know that Craig looked at it and thought well I think he realised and accepted that he had a poor performance the week before obviously the Motherwell fans were extremely critical of him but I think the fact that he was able to come back and play so well against Motherwell proves yep. that he does have have the capability and the character yep. to deal with setbacks and to deal with criticism and deal with poor performances I don't think he played very well the week before but it shows his mental character his mental strength to be able to come back and play as well as he did and help Motherwell get a a fantastic win Below the belt was the wrong phrase to use I apologise Robert but what I meant to say was is you know players can take most criticism but if their professionalism is called into question that always I think oh hang on a minute Question my ability, don't question my professionalism. Yeah, but and I, and I and I don't necessarily know if Kenny was questioning Craig Sampson's professionalism. That's certainly how it was interpreted. That's how Craig took it. Yeah. You, you would need to ask Kenny if that's what he meant by it. I, I don't know. But what I'm saying is that, that Craig Sampson, for me, and I've known Craig Sampson a long time, mm-hmm. I would never question his professionalism. Whether you think he's a good goalkeeper or a bad goalkeeper, I've seen him have poor games, and I've written that he said poor games. Equally, I've seen him have a lot of fantastic games and for me he's the kind of goalkeeper and the kind of player that doesn't always get the credit he deserves and so I was absolutely delighted I make no apology for saying it I was delighted for the fact that he played so well for Motherwell on Saturday under that scrutiny because I tell you what another bad performance and he would have had it again he would have had more criticism but no he stood up he stood tall against one of his old clubs by the way a place where you know under probably more pressure going back to Rugby Park he stood up to it and I was delighted for him Chris Boyd, 200 goals over 15 and a half years, top flight 200 goals, phenomenal achievement. Yeah. What, what, what can you say about Chris Boyd? Again, another player you know particularly well, Robert. You see, there's many goals as you've had fished up, Derek. Steady on now. <laughs> well, He's still got a way to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe, maybe, maybe that was pushing. He's still got 100 to go, uh, Robert. You, uh, you maybe need another 10 years in his career to catch up with you. I mean, f- phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah, it's fantastic. Phenomenal. I mean, again. He scores his 200th goal, and by all accounts, speaking to Colin Duncan, who was at the game, our colleague, who was raving about his performance, said he was fantastic. He was looking like the Chris Boyd of old, almost. You know, and Chris will tell you himself. He's, he's getting to the latter stages of his career, to put it put it that way. But I tell you what, he still has a huge impact in that team. He leads by example as the captain. I know he was disappointed with the penalty miss. Congratulations to him for hitting 200 goals, as you say. I think that's a remarkable achievement for his spells at, at Kilmarnock and Rangers. One of the best goal scorers in Scottish football history. I, I don't think you can argue with that. I think, it, and there's always been a debate that what else did Chris Boyd bring to his team other than goals. But I tell you what, how many teams would would take that in a heartbeat? You know, 
and yet he misses a penalty, Robert. Now, the boy you know, does that annoy him more than the goal he scored for the milestone? Yeah, because I think Chris, Chris realises, as all the, the Kilmarnock players will have, is that that game is a huge game at the weekend. I think they were looking at it from the point of view, they won it, as I said earlier on, they were touching on being safe for the season, you know, it was a huge, huge game for them, I think they went into it with that mindset, so had they got a point out of it given, I mean they took the lead and then they throw that away from from poor defensive mistakes, and Chris gets a penalty, he takes it, uh, and he strikes a post with it, by all accounts it was a well struck penalty, but despite what Willie Miller said in the sports scene, was I couldn't believe on Saturday that it was a, it was a good penalty, no it wasn't a good penalty, because he missed a good penalty is one that hits the back of the net but I think he struck the inside of the post and the ball can come back out an inch to the left and I think it's a it's a goal but yeah, he'll bounce back from that he's had many disappointments in his career Chris and he'll handle that fine and I'm sure his 200th goal of the season will not be his last Robert as always thank you for Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your excellent opinion and analysis. Thanks, Derek.